Baby, we do be live. Oh, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Welcome to Slamtown of 2024. Something that Tim and I have decided to call the Legally Distinct and Different Slammy Awards. Mm -hmm. We're not here to get sued. We've got fantastic lawyers. They're definitely real. I definitely know a lawyer. I play D&D with one. <laughs> we know and our copyright wife. law. <laughs> yeah. And these Shout are the Slammy Awards. <laughs> Legally, distinctly different Slammy Awards. It's spelled and differently, I... but we won't tell you how it's spelled. Yeah, just know it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight, Tim and I will be presenting awards to... Um, that do not listen to this podcast probably <laughs> but we were big fans of all these things that happened in 2023 yeah so we're gonna kick off this award show with our picks for best male wrestler of the year now Ooh. before we recorded i told tim don't tell me any of the stuff you picked so i'm going in blind with his choices and he's going in blind with mine that's right It'll be a big surprise when Sam picks John Cena for all of these. <laughs> yeah, my favorite. Tim, would you like to start start off the festivities? Sure thing. Um, so my pick for best male wrestler, and I feel like, Sam, this will be a big surprise for you, but I think that you will uh, respect me for this decision. I'm going to pick the recent winner of the... Um, uh, the 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 triple crown champion, uh, Eddie Kingston. Wow, yes. I thought you would have gone with like Seth Rollins or something. Yeah, that, that's why I said it. I think I think I think you might respect me a bit after that yeah. choice. Good choice, because um, yeah. So so I think my decision behind it was that I was really impressed from the matches that we saw of his because we we watched um, Zero Hour. No, not Zero Hour. What was the most recent pay-per-view? World's End. That's right. We watched World's End, and he won um, the new championship there. And then we also watched when he was able to get the Ring of Honor and the, was it the New Japan belts? It's the New Japan Strong Openweight title. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just thought it was so impressive that this guy's been able to kind of work like across all these different companies and be able to kind of, uh, you know, be in this position where he can hold like three like distinct titles from from across like a like a wide spectrum in a way yeah um kind of you know shows that he's he's put in the work um he is trusted he knows his stuff and he's able to put on a good show and that's why i picked him for best male wrestler wow so i said i thought you would have picked seth rollins because originally I had picked Seth Rollins until <laughs> my friend Matt at work was like, what about Will Ospreay? Ooh. And I said, what about Will Ospreay? And then I picked him. So my male <laughs> wrestler of the year is Will Ospreay. <laughs> and um, Sam loves peer pressure. <laughs> I love peer pressure. I love guys whose last names are birds. Um, <laughs> yeah, I picked Will Ospreay mainly because of his match at Forbidden Door against Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States title, which mm-hmm. is now, I don't know if it's officially named that, but Osprey refers to it as the IWGP United Kingdom title. 
because that's where he's from. Um, that match at Forbidden Door, my dad and I watched Forbidden Door together, and we were like, one, it was cool because I love a crossover pay-per-view, and then um, my dad only really knew the AEW guys, so he was very excited to see these people from New Japan come over and wrestle. So he was like, oh, it's cool. Uh, I liked watching it because it was cool to see guys I wouldn't normally be exposed to, and now I have something I can look into more. But um, yeah, him versus Kenny at Forbidden Door, fucking insane. So yeah. many kickouts, no cells. Both guys are gushing. Like, it was cool. Um, and then the other match that really, once my friend put Will Ospreay in my ear, I was like, bound for glory. Impact Wrestling's bound for glory. Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Holy shit. Uh, Impact Wrestling actually made that their match of the year. Oh wow! Like, nice. It's it's well deserved, dude. It's fast paced. It's high flying. Um, I sent clips of it to my dad, and he's not like a um, he doesn't like like what he calls like flippy shit. He just <laughs> likes two big dudes, uh, two meaty men slapping meat. Meaty men slapping like, meat. Into, um, <laughs> Look at him slapping meat even, over there. Even he was like, "This is good. Like, mm-hmm. this is exciting." And he was like, "It's." It's cool to see the guys who, um, like, the way I would word it would be, like, the guys who never made it to, like, the biggest stages. Like, Osprey is in AEW now, but before he was, like, he was in New Japan, which doesn't get, like, a lot of play over here in the States. So you, like, really kind of had to be into wrestling to know who Osprey was. Like, a lot of people know Mike Bailey from, like, GCW and Impact, um, yeah, Will Ospreay, Male Wrestler of the Year. Hell yeah. I think we have some fantastic picks. Just based off of that that first uh, category and seeing how we went, I think this is going to be good. Yeah, so uh, I'll start off for our next award, which mm-hmm. was Best Female Wrestler of the Year. I have a sneaking suspicion we could potentially be on the same page for this one. I think you're right. I think there's only only one answer here, in all honesty. I went with Rhea Ripley. I did, too. <laughs> you gotta go with Mom. You gotta. Like, no, she's, had a, <laughs> she's had such like an, an incredible year. Um, winning the, the women's title. Um, defending it like so many times and being just so dominant. Um against like everyone she's faced uh it's just been insane and it's not even like her well like a big part is how dominant she is as a champion because she is um i think it's also like her character work uh with with dirty dom and the rest of the judgment day oh 100 yeah she's just she's like magnetic mm-hmm. and she's she's gone like viral on tiktok in like a weird kind of horny way but oh. anyway um <laughs> like a shout out to a dear friend of mine he he knows Rhea Ripley because he's just into big goth women but anyway um he's like wrestling I won't say what is his that name, but he's got the same name as me so ah. if you're listening buddy you have great taste <laughs> anyway um yeah i think Rhea Ripley had an insane year mm-hmm. and I just think it's nothing but up for her. Like, right. I, th- I think she'll be champion for a while, probably mm-hmm. most of 2024 too. Mm-hmm. 
because she's so she's so young too so she's got like her entire career ahead of her um and she's just been doing like crazy stuff just because she's such a such a great like wrestler and like you said she has great character work um like good mic skills and everything and it's just the whole the whole package you could say yeah literally like on it i don't think there's really anyone currently on the roster that's like big enough to take the title off of her mm-hmm. it, it's kind of the same issue with like the roman reigns title reign mm-hmm. um but i don't think it's gotten quite to that level yet like i'm sure they can right. find or build someone that could take the title off of Rhea, but at the same time i don't want them to yeah <laughs> yeah it's hard but it's fun to watch and yeah i'm excited to see what this next year holds so for 2024 it. has in store for mommy Mm-hmm. So, after this award, we've got Best Faction of the Year. Best Faction. Do you want me to lead this one off? Yes. So, I, again, think we might be on the same page here, but I went with the Judgment Day. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, it's, it's been their year. Uh, everyone is talking about them. Um, everyone is booing them, which is what you want when you're... You know, you, you want the heat when you're a, a, a bad guy group. Um, yeah. They have, like, just such a dominant presence, you know. Um, they've got a women's champion winner. They've got the tag belts. They've got the Money in the Bank winner. Um, Dom had a belt for a majority of, like, the past few months. Um, yeah. They've just got so much, like, attention on them. Um, they've got they, our truth now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 great to see uh, kind of this big push, and hopefully it continues with some entertaining stories along for the next year. I yeah I agree. Um, Judgment Day had a very dominating twenty twenty three. Uh, them winning the tag belts off of Kevin and Sammy, mm-hmm. great choice. Um, them losing it to Cody and Jay, just to win it back like a week later kind of felt like um like a like a dark spot in their year but mm-hmm. them immediately winning it back good good idea right it shows that they they uh they they can bleed gods can bleed <laughs> yeah and even though they lost the war games match they're still like they're still on top of of WWE Oh yeah. Even though they don't have like the world title in their group, they've just got like a reaction. They've mm-hmm. got titles. They've got the money in the bank. They like they heat. they've got something everywhere across the whole company. Right. Um, and I'll also say, like, I feel like when we were at the uh, Bridgeport show together, um, mm-hmm. there was. Prob- like they probably had like the most merch out of anyone, and like that was an- that was like an NXT show. Uh, but yeah. like I-, I think I saw more Judgment Day shirts than I did of any other like wrestler or group. Yeah, uh, and the only Judgment Day member who was there was Dirty Dom, and yeah. he lost the title. <laughs> so that's that's definitely gotta gotta play a play a factor in. Honestly, I think Dirty Dom losing the North American title. 2024, I kind of want him to see him win like a main roster belt. Mm-hmm. I yeah, maybe think... they maybe they had him like working in NXT just to get some 
get some push, kind of show that he can hold something. I yeah, mean, most he of really his... improved. Yeah, twenty twenty three. I was gonna great. say a lot of the times when I think about matches where he like retained, like a lot of them were like dirty finishes. But I mean, that's to be expected. Um, but... Right, you're in the biggest heel faction in the yeah. company. Yeah, so I, I don't see that being an issue um, if they try to give him a a major championship. Yeah, and I um. I'd like to see him maybe get a run with the IC title. I don't think he's the guy to take it off of Gunther, but maybe he's the guy who takes it off the guy who took it off Gunther. Right. Like, now that I've said Gunther out loud, I'm like, I should pick him for my male of the year, but it's still Osprey. Gunther was great. <laughs> Gunther's had a good year. <laughs> yeah. Longest reigning intercontinental champion in history. That's right. And still counting. Day by day. Counting. Day by day. Godspell reference for all you musical theater nerds out there. <laughs> I'm sure there's thousands. <laughs> very yeah, large there's cross a, section. Very, there's a surprisingly large cross section between musical theater and pro wrestling. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, now next up is Feud of the Year. Feud of the Year. This one I like. I mulled over a lot. I think this was the hardest one for me to yeah. pick. But um, I went with Swerve Strickland versus Hangman as my feud of the year from AEW. Gotcha. And they were the ones who had the like Texas Deathmatch at uh, Full, Gear. Full Gear. That's right. Yeah. That was an insane match. <laughs> Holy shit. That was uh, like... We we watch GCW on this podcast a lot, and they do deathmatch stuff, and they can get away with it because they're not like televised. Televised, it's like an independent right. thing. But like AEW is a national televised company, and like them putting on that deathmatch on like their pay per view was, was insane. fucking insane. <laughs> like they drank blood in yeah. that act. It was like what the fuck. Yeah, that was something um, else. <laughs> but like also the build up to that death match where like Swerve broke into Hangman's house and like talked to his baby and took a drawing that baby made off the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um because in that same death match, Hangman either I don't remember, but the picture Swerve took off the fridge got stapled to someone's face in that match. Mm-hmm. And I'm like there was that they drank the blood there was the the tables all the weapons swerve wore like bray wyatt and like terry funk tribute gear for that match and it's like Mm -hmm. that's just fucking cool and like hangman and the bucks winning the ring of honor six-man tag titles for the second time um in this like rivalry just to like further infuriate swerve against hangman there's a lot of good stuff going on in this rivalry um Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things is that the last time hangman and the bucks won this were like teaming as a six man was when they were all in the bullet club so like overall there's a group called the bullet club but then there's subsections of the bullet club that all have their own names um Hangman and the Bucks little unit was called the Hung Bucks, a hilarious and anatomically incorrect nickname. 
And it said that on like the little thing that shows up when they announce, like when they announce the wrestler and then their name shows up and there's like the record and this and that, where they're from. It mm-hmm. said hilariously and anatomically incorrect across the bottom. Like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> and my dear mother was like, What's Bullet Club? And my dad was like, You just opened a whole door. <laughs> and I had to explain Bullet Club to someone that does not watch wrestling and she was like, Oh, it's like a like a like a group and I'm like, Yes. They're like buddies. They're like friends. They like wrestle as buddies. I'm like, Yes, exactly. Like in the most basic term, yes. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> now she's a super fan. Yeah. She uh off camera, we just tried to figure out if we could get her on the show. Just, just saying. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Mike keep your eyes peeled. Sooner than and you your believe. Open. Put on your listening ears. And your watching eyeballs. <laughs> and uh, Timothy, my wonderful co-host, what did you pick for your feud of the year? For my feud of the year, I also had to think about this a bit, uh, but I decided on the Bloodline Civil War. Um, that we saw Ooh, play out at okay. Money in the Bank between uh, Roman and Solo and the Uso brothers. And I think the reason why I picked this is because I feel like it was a smart move to kind of show. Well, it, it, it was it was smart because it kind of led to the current iteration of the Bloodline, where it kind of declined a bit, and now you have members of the Bloodline um, like Jey Uso is able to kind of split apart and do his own thing. Uh, separate from the group as like his own character um and that wouldn't have happened if we didn't have this split that came from this bloodline civil war act uh but another thing that i really liked about it is it featured like roman like losing a match but not losing his title so like we've just gotten so used to like okay like we know the outcome of any like roman title match like we know they're gonna have yeah. retain um hey, did you this, know um, Jay Uso was the first person to pin Roman Reigns in over a thousand days to win that match. Yeah. You're talking about it's wild, right? <laughs> yeah. So it was nice to finally see something where, like, okay, like because the title isn't on the line, like this could end this way. Like, you know, we could have Roman lose, um, and that's mm. what ended up happening. And it was really cool to see kind of this like civil war dynamic play out. Um, and then as a result of that, we got kind of this new iteration of the bloodline where um like jimmy uso is out of it separately uh well sorry jay uso um and he's able to kind of do some solo work um but you still have kind of roman you know trying to be the tribal chief and all that and i don't know i just feel like it's it's kind of been a fresh a fresh mix up to kind of a a, a very long running um you know stable in a sense Spoken so well, my man. Thank you. I have a way with words. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> there's no one but me. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say Bloodline has been getting a little stale for me, mm-hmm. but the Bloodline Civil War was a cool way to kind of I don't know, very briefly reinvigorate like that whole story. Right. I'm just, I just want the belt off Roman. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Please. Because I'm just Roman asking Reigns, for morsels. Yeah, because of Roman Reigns having the title, SmackDown only has one full-time champion at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's EO Sky because their tag team belts are on the Judgment Day who almost exclusively appear on Raw. 
Right. Roman is never around, and he's their world champ. And then Logan Paul is their U.S. champ, and he's, he's a part-timer. Yeah. I mean, I granted, he is going to be wrestling at the Royal Rumble, but, like, why would you... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I feel like... I feel like Roman, like he deserves to to just like retire in a sense. Um, it, it it's you know it'd be fresh well, yeah, to like, have something something new. There's been rumors going around for a little bit that like his body can't keep up with wrestling. These are just rumors. Like mm-hmm. take them with a grain of salt. Yeah. But because like he had cancer and everything, it, his body is starting to like slow down. So it sounds like whenever he does drop the title. That might be it. Like he's gonna appear sporadically, but right. and maybe they'll make it like a like a career and title match. Like if he loses the title, it's the end of his career or something like that. But I just hope that like they don't prioritize Roman the character over Roman over like, the Roman person. the person. Yeah. yeah, like if the Roman the person wants to end and Roman the character, they're like, no, like you need to make it to this number of days. Like that's it's just that's sucky, shitty. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. what happens. So that was my that was our our feuds of the year, and yep. next up is tag team of the year. Um, um, my one I feel like is a sleeper pick, but ooh. I went first for feuds, so it's on. It's it's you, my guy. It's my turn for my tag team of the year. I went with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Okay, nice. Yeah. I what I think I like the most about them as a tag team is that they are super close friends like IRL like they like they they grew up together basically right they're like childhood friends. Yeah, and they were in like original Ring of Honor together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know so what, just uh, Sami Zayn's name was in ooh, Ring of Honor. What was his name? Uh El Generico with the generic <laughs> luchador. <laughs> And Kevin Owens so was funny. Kevin Steen. Um, I think he took the name Owen when he came to the WWE because that's his son's name. Oh, yeah. That's nice. But uh, back to you. Sorry to uh, do that. No, yeah, no worries. I love your little factoids spread oh, stop. sprinkled stop. through. Stop I'm blushing. <laughs> oh shucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's it, I, I I like the two of them working together. Um, you know, they they I feel like they play off of each other really well. Um, they're both super talented, like especially Kevin Owens, just like you wouldn't think of someone with his kind of build to be able to do some of the insane stuff that he does. Yeah, and, like the swantons and everything. Yeah, it, it's it's wild. It's extremely impressive. Um, yeah, I just feel like the two of them, uh, just, you know, two best friends growing up doing wrestling. Uh, maybe it just relates, uh, you know, to me personally, just because uh, like you and I, you know, childhood best friends, and here we are into wrestling. And I don't know, yeah, I just man, like it. We do a whole ass wrestling podcast. Speaking, just an, another tangent. Speaking <laughs> of friends and wrestling, I ran into my friend Chris from high school at the store where I work today, and he was like, "Oh, dude, it's weird. I'm running into you. I was just listening to your podcast in my car." Yo, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And he was like, "Yeah, I, I don't like." I don't watch wrestling, but I saw you post about it and I just listened to it one day and I like, I like it. So I keep listening to it. I'm like, Oh, we're recording a new episode tonight. So Let's uh, go. Keep your eyes peeled. Dude, I appreciate you listening, bud. He just got engaged. So, nice. so congratulations, Chris. Hey, 
So happy for you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, that was a good so, interjection. Big fan yeah. of engagements <laughs> and friends. Yeah. In school. Just, you know, normalize celebrating your friendships. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Are you ready for my tag team of the year? Sam, I have been waiting with anticipation for years to hear about your tag team of the year 2023. <laughs> wow. Uh, I went with ABC. Oh. Another subsidiary of the Bullet Club. Nice. You said that would be a sleeper hit. Yeah. They're the current reigning uh, Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Mm -hmm. Ace Austin and Chris Bay, the Austin Bay Club of Bullet Club fame. Nice. Uh, These two dudes are like, we've we've watched Impact on this before. You know, like the X Division, like high-flying guys? Mm Mm-hmm. Ace Austin and Chris Bay are both like X division dudes and they joined the bullet club when bullet club was like very briefly an impact uh, last year. And they kind of stuck together and did appearances in like the Japan promotions where bullet club is like mainly focused. Um, It's because the current leader of the bullet club as of recording is David Finley, the son of, of like Finley and Hornswoggle, like that guy from back in the day. Right. Yeah. I remember his that kid. Name. He's the leader of the Bullet Club and he he recognizes ABC from Impact as official Bullet Club members and he recognizes AJ Styles and the OC in the WWE as official Bullet Club members, but he doesn't recognize Jay White's Bullet Club Gold from AEW as official members because oh. he, I think Jay White like lost a loser leaves New Japan match and like that effectively kicked him out of the Bullet Club and he was the leader before Finley took over. So he's like, no, I don't count it, which kind of makes me feel like we're heading towards a David Finley and Jay White thing at some mm. point. But anyway, we're talking about ABC. They've had a pretty good reign as tag champions in Impact, which with their pay-per-view on the 13th uh, is rebranding as TNA again. Like they're going back to their old name. Um, But they had a match at, was it? I don't remember the name of the show, but it was in the UK. And it was ABC versus the subculture for the tag team titles. And it was just like fast paced back and forth. And it was a lot of fun. Um, and it's kind of like a judgment day sort of cheaty tactics thing, but like the bullet club is a big heel group. Mm-hmm. So they're always going to have some kind of shenanigans. shenanigans abound for sure. That's one of my favorite things about wrestling. The sheer amount of shenanigans. There's, there's so much, happen. so much hoot nanny going on. <laughs> There's so much tomfoolery. It absolutely has me gobsmacked sometimes. A few too many hijinks, if you may. There's way too many hijinks and capers going on for me to enjoy this wrestling program. I love it. <laughs> um, all right, next award we've got for you guys tonight is the men's, or not men's, sorry, uh, just match of the year. Match of the year. You want to lead this one off? Yes, uh, I went with a match you and I saw live in person at NXT Deadline 
and that is the men's Iron Survivor Challenge. That was a fantastic match, yes. Oh, my God. Like, I've said it before. I think I've said it once an episode. I love, like, a big, stupid gimmick match. Yeah. Iron Survivor Challenge. Big, stupid gimmicks. Big, stupid gimmicks all the fucking time. (laughs) Oh, if we ever make merch, that's our first shirt. Just big, stupid gimmicks. Big, stupid gimmicks. Written across the fucking (laughs) shirt. Um, But, yeah. Men's Iron Survivor Challenge. Uh, the Iron Survivor match, it's five guys, and they enter at timed intervals. You score points by getting pinfall submissions. Whoever, And if you're the one who gets pinned or submitted, you go into a penalty box, so you lose the ability to earn points, basically. Person who has the most points at the end of it gets a title match at New Year's Evil. It's actually on in the background as we're recording this. Whoa. Um, so the match... This year featured Dijak, Tyler Bate, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, and Trick Williams. Um, you got to get the most points to win. Winner gets the title match. Uh, Trick Williams, everyone was behind him. He's got like no points. Entire crowd. Zero points. Everyone he rallies like the last minute of the match. Scores all the points in the world. Right. Wins the whole thing. He pinned, he pinned every wrestler once. Evil. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was insane. Like, everybody's going, whoop that trick. Whoop, whoop that, that trick. trick. <laughs> Cheering. We got stuck in the parking garage after the show, and people just started playing his entrance music, like, in their cars, and were, like, cheering out the window and stuff. It was wild. <laughs> it was so cool. He had the entire – he had everyone there rooting for him and he pulled it off and it was like an insane comeback at one point it was like oh tyler Bate is winning this whole thing and then Braun breaker enters boom three points instantly spear 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 Mm -hmm. gets all these points and they're like oh is Braun gonna win are we getting dragon on versus Braun? and then trick trick just pulled it off from out of nowhere it was so good like i think there was was a good match Dijak did this crazy high spot, and you're like, that dude's almost seven feet tall. You never, like, expect a guy that big to do a dive like that. And it's like, fuck, this is good as hell. Damn. (laughs) Yeah, Men's Iron Survivor, my match of the year. Uh, And now I pass the floor to you, my friend. Thank you. I accept the floor. Thank you for the great gift. (laughs) Hey, you're welcome. All right, so my match of the year was from SummerSlam. It was the Cody versus Brock three match, the final one in their in their feud. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! Right? That 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 was the third one, right? The one at SummerSlam. Uh it's been a lot of wrestling this year, but I think so. It was. Let's assume it was, but if it wasn't, it was the third one in their in their series. Um, but. Cody and Brock had faced each other twice before. Um, Cody had won one of the matches. Brock had won one of the matches. Uh, so this one was kind of to to settle the score, you know, the the tiebreaker, mm. if you will. Um, it was a pretty physical match, obviously, with with uh, with Brock in there. Um, but there were a few spots in it where you know Cody was just he was just not giving up. He just kept getting back up on his feet. He just kept kicking out. Um, 
and you're like, damn, this guy is, is resilient. Uh, one thing that I really liked about it that I still remember, um, well, there are two things actually. One of them was that Brock's shorts like were ripped up at some point in the match. Um, so it's just really cool to see uh, see more of Brock's thighs now. <laughs> um, it was cool <laughs> to see uh, kind of like a visual indicator of like how, how much battered they were. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was one cool thing. But then also near the end, um, Brock went headfirst into one of the turnbuckles and busted his forehead wide open. Um, and it was- Oh, just, I remember that. Yeah, right? Uh, and it was just crazy to see, like, because it was a lot too. Um, and I feel like you don't really see it that too much nowadays in WWE. Um, so that was another really memorable part. But I think overall, just the feeling of Cody winning at the end, kind of putting this uh, little side piece for his his ongoing story, if you may, um, like finally putting an end to it. Um, it was just a really good feeling for you know if you're rooting for Cody. Um, it was good to see, but what also was really like it, it, uh, kind of not like jaw dropping in, in that the literal sense, but um, like at the end of the match, like Brock, like, you know, shook his hand and kind of acknowledged him and, you know, everything that he's been working for, um, which I feel like you don't really see that side of Brock at all, really. So it felt very mm-hmm. genuine um, and it felt very kind of emotional to kind of tie up everything in that way. Um, and I mean, I did they hug it. at the end of it? They did, yeah. Brock, yeah, you know, shook his hand, brought him in. Um, so yeah, you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of wrestling this year, and that one match kind of stood out to me, and I still remember a lot of it <laughs> to this day. Hopefully, I remembered that it was from SummerSlam. Other, yeah. Hopefully, I, I got the the pay per view right. Otherwise, that'd be pretty embarrassing. But it is what it is. <laughs> no, it was SummerSlam. I'm pretty okay. sure. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my pick. If it's not, get in the comments. Yeah, yell at us. We love the hate. Rip this guy a new one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, next uh, next category is return of the year. Okay, I'll start for this one. Um, yeah, you go ahead. This this is this is a pretty recent one, but it was Survivor Series. There were a few big returns from that uh, event, but my personal pick for return of the year was Randy Orton. Um, okay, I feel like. It was kind of inevitable that he would be coming back because he was kind of out just due to injury. Um, but the fact that he came out at the like end of this uh, Survivor Series War Games match um, when his team needed him and they were like counting on him to show up and they were like, you know, he'll be here, like I swear. And he finally shows up and he looks godlike. He is chiseled. He looks in such good form. Um, yeah, dude. He, he looked he looked hot as fuck, dude. <laughs> um, dude, and he you is, gotta get the the Randy Orton daddy T-shirt. I gotta. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's hitting his moves perfectly. Uh, he helped his team win. Um, and to top it off, at the very end, he hit this like crazy RKO um, from uh, I think it was JD. Uh, you know, was McDonough. Was, yeah, he got yeah. pushed off the top of the of the cage structure, and Randy caught him with an RKO on the way down. Um, and it was just like, damn, like this was a this was a really good kind of return. Um, yeah, you know, just to show up and put on such a good performance, and like your first match back after a pretty long injury run. Um, it was it was it was pretty impressive. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, 
I, I Survivor Series War Games, um, watching it, I was like dog tired, dude. The day it was on, my family and I spent a whole morning at Legoland, New York for my mom's <laughs> birthday. That's and right. We drove home. We stopped at a diner in like East Haven. We're eating, and my dad was like, I think we're going to make it home for Survivor Series? And I was like, man, I sure hope so. And then we like we pulled in the driveway like 10 minutes till show started. I'm like, oh, are we going to make it? We we watched the whole friggin' thing. And like, <laughs> Randy coming back was, was cool. And it's like, oh, man, the Viper's back. The Viper's back. Slithering Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he's going to fight Roman at the Rumble for the mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. And that'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. He puts on a good show, that Randy. All right, let's, I like Randy let's hear your yeah. Sorry, uh, was, my, say, let's hear your pick, dude. I'm ready. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, return of the year. Yeah, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Did no, no, no. That, right? that was last. That was last year. I thought. Oh shit. I picked one from oh, two no. years ago. Dude, it's just been such a blur. There's been too much wrestling, baby. It feels baby. like that was this year. Okay, <laughs> so I got that wrong. <laughs> no worries, no worries. Wait, who did Cody fight at me? Oh, he challenged Rome. Oh, my God. He did. I'm a dummy doofus. That's right. We can uh, uh, we can use our little time machine and pretend like we're giving him rewards for 2022. Our truth. Hell yeah. Our truth. <laughs> we love being backstage in Survivor Series. We love our truth in this in, in this community. <laughs> so now that I've gotten Cody's return wrong, uh <laughs> Carlito came back. He did, yes. This year. Dude, that was a and good like, return too. Seeing Carlito come back, it's like that's my childhood. Like I remember being on the playground at St. Rita's when I was first getting into wrestling with the other fifth graders and being like, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. <laughs> and like, he hasn't done much since returning, but like, mm-hmm. just that Carlito is back in the WWE, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, a lot of people are excited and happy for him, too. You know, glad yeah. he's doing well. Also, like, our truth returned in the most our truth way possible, just oh in a God, backstage yeah. chip commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Dude is so it funny. Especially funny because at the War Games press conference, Triple H was like, "I have another award coming up." That's I don't want to say this part, but like Triple H was like, "Oh, we had some big returns last night tonight. Our truth is back." And it was <laughs> like, "Oh, that's funny because he's not talking about the thing, you yeah. know." Um. <laughs> But yeah, okay. I can't believe I fucked that up. But anyway, nah, no worries. Our truth and If it wasn't you, it was gonna be me. <laughs> a dead tie, and that match wasn't at SummerSlam, Tim. It was at Winter Warfare. Oh no, <laughs> that's not a real show. I'm pranking you. It was at Bash in the Beach, 1982. <laughs> it's weird that you did. You, did you know that was a show? I know that's a show, but I don't think it was oh, a show okay, in, the, okay. in the early 80s. <laughs> right. I was like, wait, did Tim just pull that out of his ass? Or did he know that was a WCW show? But now it's an AEW thing. It's easy to name pay-per-views. You pick a location and you pick a fight term. This Melee is, at the uh, supermarket. <laughs> Donnie Brook at the Dentists. Featuring Isaac Yankum, DDS, actual wrestler. But do you know who Isaac Yankum, DDS, became? 
Dr. Phil. Kane. Really? Yeah, when Kane I did not first know he was a wrestler. Uh, yeah, he was a, a, he a was dentist gimmick. Isaac Yankum, DDS, the personal dentist of Jerry the King Lawler. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and he wrestled in like a whole dental scrubs thing, and he had hair. It was wild. I feel like his body type does not is not very conducive for portraying a uh, dentist, a dentist, or any kind of doctor. Yeah, he's <laughs> like had, the seven foot hunk dude. <laughs> yeah, he had hair, and then like really gross teeth and they were like it's funny that he's a dentist because his teeth are bad <laughs> that's so, what i call irony <laughs> ironically mm-hmm. he got bad teeth and his breath smells uh-oh stinky you know so, it doesn't stink our next category what? surprise of the year exactly <laughs> which you are going to lead off with Okay. Smooth transitions. CM Punk returning to right. Survivor Series. Yeah, that was mine too. <laughs> I think for me, it was less of his like physical like return at that match, and more so just the surprise of him, uh, just like being back in the WWE. Dude, I don't think anybody saw it coming. Literally, yeah. like, how do you keep that a secret? Right, because like people is, were like home. Right. And like everyone was like, oh, it's going to happen. Like it's got to happen in Chicago. But we were like, just have like an ounce of realism. Like there's no way it'll happen. Like, come on now. Yeah. And then boom, it happened. And it was just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think I said it in our Survivor Series episode, but the one thing that soured me about his return was they did it after Cody and his friends just defeated the Judgment Day finally. In the war games, and then like Punk's music hit, and he just walked out. It's like now the whole like thing of Survivor Series is it's the show Punk came back at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nothing yeah. else really. Well, like it was a memorable show. It was fun because it's war games, but it's like right. you just made the whole thing punk. Right. It kind of felt to me sort of like if you're this is gonna be probably a very niche reference but when you're watching a nintendo direct um and like they get through all the announcements and they're like thank you for watching our show and you're like okay like they've shown off everything and then they like take a pause and they're like we have one more thing to show you and it's like boom brand new zelda game or like this insane thing that like the, no one ever thought would happen smash character right. or whatever right it's like oh my yeah. gosh like they saved this insane thing like we thought it was over they saved it for the end um yeah, that's kind of what like, it felt like a little bit hey Pokemon uh, are coming out and then you're like, oh shit, new Pokemon game and they're like, hey, also um, Kenneth Bragnaw is going to be in Super Smash Brothers. And like, Whoa, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Kenneth Bragnaw? Anything, no anything anyone talks about is Kenneth Bragnaw for the rest of the of the discussion. <laughs> Everybody's like, wow, Kenneth. Kenneth Bragnaw. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't it's believe really they good. got Loveless from Wild Wild West for this game. <laughs> That's insane. He's my most wanted Smash character. He's the director of Thor The Dark World, arguably <laughs> one of the worst Marvel movies. Oh, no. <laughs> you had to bring <laughs> up Thor The Dark World. Of all the things to pull out of my ass, I went with Kenneth Bragnaugh. Yeah, that was that was an interesting pick, but I respect it. It was funny. You laughed. I did. So. 
you got me good. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. But yeah, that was that was definitely a surprise worthy, surprise of the year worthy, yeah. I should say. Punk returning to WWE, which he said he would never do until uh-huh. hell froze over. Just now, why on WWEshop.com, you can get a CM Punk Hell Froze Over, hell froze over shirt. The one and only. Oh, when it's buy one, get one. Tim's going to get his daddy's back Randy Orton <laughs> t-shirt. No, you know man. it. <laughs> All you right, don't, next. I'll get it for you. Oh, then it'll be a surprise. Then only oh, you God, will know. <laughs> but Sam, you know I have severe memory issues. <laughs> Sam, you know I hate T-shirts. <laughs> I'm just I scared only wear of them. F shirts. <laughs> I have two arms on one side of my body, <laughs> and one comes out of my lower rib. <laughs> Stop making fun of my deformity. <laughs> it's very oh, rude. <laughs> it's rude. Don't do it. <laughs> oh man, Tim, Sam. These were the two categories you pitched. That's right. You sent me a list, and I said, hmm, methinks there may be two missing categories on here. Yeah. And I sent them to you, and you said, Tim, that is the greatest idea anyone has ever ideated of. And I said, that's right. Yes, I did. I contribute. Um, <laughs> so why don't you tell me who your heel of the year is? Heel of the year, for me, personally, is the one and only Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's... Very telling when you have a character or just like a wrestler um, who is able to generate such like an intense crowd reaction from anything that he does. Like the man's name gets brought up. People are booing. Like he goes to talk to the mic. Like you can't even hear him because the audience is booing so much. Like everything that he does just generates such a reaction. Um, and it's so it's so fun to boo him it's so fun to like cheer against him but it's also just so fun to just see his character uh kind of play out like this whole like like oh he's a hardened criminal who who spent spent time behind bars and that's formed him into like the guy he is today right and it turns out he was just in a holding cell overnight for like a domestic like work with his yeah, dad. Like he broke into Ray's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and he gets brought out at WrestleMania like out of a cop car in handcuffs. And it's just so over the yeah. top. It's so Dude, funny. That entrance was sick. Oh my gosh. I can't Wasn't it the match where Cinnamon it. Toast Crunch was like all over the ring barricade and stuff? I th- I think so. I don't fully remember. It was from WrestleMania. Um I'd I have to go back and watch it. A lot of pay per views because I think Triple H is like we can sell advertising space on the ring apron, which is something Vince would never do. Because there was one, I don't remember what pay-per-view, but it was like Beyblade was the thing <laughs> that was advertised heavily during it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what Beyblade. <laughs> of all the blades, they of picked the, the Bay one. Blade? <laughs> That's weird. That's the third time Beyblade has come up in conversation for me this week. That is very odd. Yeah. Uh, two guys I work with bought Beyblades and then texted me and was like, "Will you get a Beyblade and hang out with us?" And I was like, "That's a fucking lootly." Dude, you want to let it rip with us or what? We talking Beyblade? Hell yeah, bro! <laughs> I love it. Lego. I only do Mega Block. Yeah, that's uh, that's my pick for best heel heel of the year. That's a good one. Dirty Dom is so booable. Mm. 
It really that is. one blew my voice out when he was the opening match of Deadline. Mm-hmm. I was like, boo, get fucked. Tom, you suck. Then, Tom, you suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next match started, and I was like, okay, everybody. Like, I'm cheering. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We want tables. Where is mommy? <laughs> oh, boy. So my heel of the year is someone we've watched a lot of this year. Oh. Um, GCW world champion. Dude. I knew you were going to. I knew knew if I didn't pick him, I I had a a figuring that you would. Dude, he's just so easy to hate. He's so hateable. And it's not even like. Oh, my God. It's. It's like, like I understand that they're characters, but I feel like I genuinely despise this man. <laughs> yeah, like that is how he seems like the dude that would try is. to make a move on your girlfriend at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just such a dick. <laughs> oh, fuck off, buddy! It's just, like, it's just so magnetic just watching him because you're, you're like, I can't wait for him to lose this belt. Like he's so deserving <laughs> of. Like the energy he gives off is guy whose dad is a lawyer, so anything he does, like gets off. He'll get away with. Yeah, it's like fuck you, dude. (laughs) He's talented, and it's he's so he's so talented. Absolutely, I fucking hate him. Right. (laughs) Uh, Oh man, got such good heel character vibes. (laughs) Like my dad and I, uh, for those of you. Watching at home, this is like the fourth Ralph reference. Uh, let us know in the comments. Count a baby. Show. Uh, we watched the GCW holiday special together, and the main event was Blake Christian versus Santa Claus for the GCW title. <laughs> and like Blake Christian is like looking at a kid at ringside, and he's like, Santa's not real, you little asshole. And it's like, whoa. Um, bit too far, kid, eh? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, that motherfucker right there, he's not real. Santa's not real. Um, and then, like, being the heel, he tore off Santa's hat and beard, and he's like, see, I told you, Santa's fake. And the other guy was like, I'm one of his helpers. <laughs> the, the guy under the Santa suit was um, Big Effin' Vin from Jersey Championship <laughs> Wrestling. Big F and Vin. Yeah, Big Vincenzo. Which also feels like a guy my dad might know. Um, Just one of those Italian names that... Yeah, Big fucking Vincenzo. Like, Blake hey. Christian <laughs> made Santa tap out to a figure four leg lock. But it's like, this dude made Santa tap out a couple days before Christmas? What a fucking what heel. A, what a... What a what a degenerate. <laughs> and then, like, his match at WrestleCade against Billy Starks, and he was like, Pretending to like stroke a dick at people at ringside and stuff, and like he hit people, he hit Billy Starks with a door, right? Like she's nineteen, dude. Yeah, at least um, at least have the decency to use a table. Yeah, one of those unbreakable tables from <laughs> Mance Warner versus Joey Janela. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy, which they're still talking about on GCW commentary. I love it. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's memorable. Yeah, that was my uh, my heel of the year, uh, Blake Christian, which is he's only heel for GCW. It seems like because really? he was on the zero hour for Ring of Honor Final Battle this year, 
mm-hmm. and he came out face because he was wrestling Daniel Garcia, who's a heel. Interesting. It's like what? It was like an introducing all heart Blake Christian. I was like, the f- what? <laughs> That's not the man I know. <laughs> that was another really good show, uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle. Holy shit. Mm. Oh, it was almost seven hours long. But other Ooh. than that, <laughs> great. Love that. That is a lot of wrestling. <laughs> it was so much wrestling. So much wrestling. Um, we've got two categories left. Count them. And, and you know, if we did heel of the year, we've got to do we've face of do the year. We've got to do face of the year. Mm-hmm. So you hit it off with the heels. I'll Did. kick it off with the faces. My face of the year. He weighs whatever. <laughs> He's from wherever. wherever. Sometimes he might even try. He's freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking love that guy. <laughs> dude, he's great. I love his character. Oh, man. And I him love... being AEW, is it international champ? Yeah, AEW international champion, like two-time champ. He defends almost weekly. Mm-hmm. Like, in the time he held the title, the like the first time before he lost it to Moxley. Um, wait, no. Yeah, when he lost it to Moxley, uh, he ha- defended that title more times in like the four months he held it than Roman Reigns has his undisputed title. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and then That's wild. he dropped it to Moxley. Moxley lost it to Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Maybe, or something? At, at uh, not Wrestle Dream. It was at one of the Dynamite collision yeah, and then, shows. Because it was like Orange Cassidy, and then Orange Cassidy lost it, and then back on Moxley, and then Orange Cassidy took it off Moxley again. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa, that's a like, it's a lot of change, baby. Yeah. A lot of people think the character is dumb, but it's like, he's, he generates a reaction, you know? It's, it's, it's goofy. It's, you know, not meant to yeah, be taken fully seriously, and it's, I think it's so entertaining, <laughs> which is, you know, what wrestling is at the end of the day. Yeah, right? like this week, he's already defending it again. He's fighting Dante Martin on Dynamite mm-hmm. from New Jersey. A Jersey, baby. That's where you live. That's where Dance. I'm at. How dare you? Uh, uh, but yeah, Orange Cassidy, my face wrestler of the year. I can't get enough of that guy. He's um, great. <laughs> and at the end of the show, when we talk about our big wishes for 2024, he might come up again. Hey, he might be Who here. Knows? Now, Tim, your turn. All right, my turn. I, for my face of the year, I have selected a wrestler whose name is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Good choice, I, good choice. I feel like, I mean, obviously he's he's one of the biggest stars from, you know, the biggest wrestling promotion, but I still feel like one of the reasons why I'm drawn to him so much is because when I started getting back into wrestling this year, um, kind of for the past few years before we started the podcast, the main shows that I would watch is was mainly just, you know, WrestleMania. Um, 
and you know we we talk about you know some of the matches and you'd be like oh like, mm. you know who do you think is going to win and i had no idea storyline wise what was going on um but i remember you sent me the wrestlemania card for this this past wrestlemania um and i saw that cody was on it and i had no idea you know fully who cody was or the whole story leading up to everything he's kind of been working mm-hmm. for um but kind of watching his match and seeing you know kind of the the reaction that everyone was having online afterwards um and kind of seeing you know he's learning how hard he's he's been working for this title you know family wise what it would mean to him and his family um and just kind of hearing like his whole story behind it all um I know it's just really it's just really inspiring and it kind of drew me in to wrestling in a way that I hadn't yet really experienced with any specific wrestler before. Um so I I kind of kind of attribute that a little bit to kind of my, my current interest in addition to, you know, all of the podcast stuff and, and watching stuff with you as well. I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. Adrenaline in my soul. soul. Something, 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 something explodes. It definitely helps that he has uh, probably my favorite like entrance music of all time. <laughs> yeah, just so fun to His sing. His merch is cool too. I have yeah. a Cody T-shirt that I really like. This is one of our. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was saying they sell like a um. It's like I don't know how to describe it, but they're like they're called chalk line jackets. They're like kind of plasticky material, mm. like like windbreaker, but it's not a windbreaker. Okay, it, yeah. That's like his ring jacket. It's like a replica. Mm-hmm. That's like, pretty I sick. Kinda, I kind of want it. <laughs> Just kind of want it. Wear it out on a night on town. <laughs> yeah, when I go out, she's like. <laughs> No, this is I, what <laughs> wrestling. No, I just thought this, this shit was cool. What do you mean? No, I'm wearing this completely unironically. <laughs> oh, the matching track paint? No, those were yeah. That was I didn't play. I that. just I just threw on the first thing I saw. <laughs> Unbuttoned jacket is wearing Cody Rhodes. T-shirt. I don't know who this guy. I don't know. Where I got this in goodwill. <laughs> this was these were I robbed a man. <laughs> I fought a homeless guy. This wasn't one of our categories, but I feel like if we had a category for best entrance music, I would either pick Cody's entrance music or um, Edge's. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we get just like a banger to song, dude. Final award. I have I have one I'd like to present. Go right ahead. Uh, and that is best Slam Town co-host of the year. Oh. To you, Tim. Oh, Sam. Oh, shucks. Oh, my God. Dude, doing this podcast with you has been so much fun. <laughs> it and has it's been. Like, it's been really cool to see you grow as like a wrestling fan, and just our friendship has grown uh, even like stronger. I we've, agree. We've known each other for 23 years. 20-something, 20, 20 yeah. Well, like, I was five when we met. Yeah, I was, I'm 28. So I was a young yeah, little we, lad. <laughs> we've known each other for 23 years, my man. Mm-hmm. And it's just been so cool to see you like grow as a wrestling fan. Like first episode, you were kind of like, like nervous. You were like, I don't, I don't really know. Like, dude, what to, I'm gonna be I honest. To do, but like, I would have so many tabs open on my browser. Like you would name someone <laughs> and I'd be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <Who> <laughs> like reading fuck? through their entire Wikipedia. 
Yeah. <laughs> I still but, do that from time to time, but I feel yeah. a little a little more comfortable. Yeah, you've really grown as like a fan and like a co-host and uh as part of your award you have um the Slam Town in the Bank contract. Which, what? <laughs> uh you can cash in at any time, any recording. And just bring up a topic of your choice. Let's go, dude. Hell yeah. Do I get yeah, a little I just... a little briefcase to walk around with? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find one. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. dude. I just want to say it's been a pleasure doing this show with you. And I can't wait to see uh, what we have, where 2024 takes us. Agre- I couldn't agree more, dude. It's been it's been so much fun. Yeah. And I, I truly feel like we're, we're, we're closer friends than ever because of this. As cheesy Hell as yeah, it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gay. Bro feast. <laughs> <laughs> burger rhyme burger. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Would you like to kick it off with our final uh, award, which is pay-per-view, pay-per-view of, the of the year? I would, I would. This one was very difficult for me to narrow it down, so if you'll allow it, I picked two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. And I feel I feel like there's just been so much wrestling over the past year. It's it's just so hard to decide on stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I did kind of order these between like a runner up and more of like a, a main one, um, or mm-hmm. I guess you could call it an honorable mention. So the honorable mention I want to give is to Backlash, um, the pay per view that Wrestle or WWE held right after WrestleMania in uh, Puerto Rico, I believe it was. Right. Yep. Um, I just feel like the like one of the reasons why I liked this pay per view so much is just like the crowd energy behind it was like they were going insane. Like there was such a big reaction to pretty much yeah. everything. Um, so I'm gonna interject real quick because Backlash was my pick for pay per view of the no, year. No, I stole your thunder. Okay, no, I'll let you. Good. I'll, good. I'll let you talk about it because I because I do have a a, a a second pick as well. So I'll exactly I'll hand the floor saying, over to dude, you. Like. The card was was cool. The card was interesting, but nothing about the backlash card really screamed like big pay per view. But right. the people in Puerto Rico, they were like, they were they magnetic were into it. They were they excited. Were. They were into it, and like they made it into this spectacle. And it was, dude, I loved it. I thought it was, it was a great, great, great show. Bad Bunny killed it, dude. Yeah, Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest was awesome. Mm-hmm. There was the Brock Lesnar Cody match, um, and there was Omos versus Seth Rollins. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, just like crowd reaction alone put that show at like the top of my list. Like right. it was, it was so good. <laughs> it was fun. Like having a celebrity wrestler in the main event was a weird choice, mm-hmm. but then it happened. Like it started. And it was like, oh shit, this is going to be something special. Yeah. Part of it's me like feels Bad like Bunny coming out to his like his song and like he's wheeling yeah. out all these like he had that weapons trash, and stuff. Or the shopping cart of weapons, and then like the rest of the LWO showed up. Carlito Carlitos showed up. returned. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Part of me felt like because of how the people of Puerto Rico responded to that event. Backlash should have become like their show. Like every year backlash mm-hmm. is in Puerto Rico kind of right. thing. But uh next this year's backlash is in Paris. 
Um, oh. It's in France. A bonjour. But, uh, yeah, Backlash was my pay-per-view of the year. I just really liked it. I thought um, Bed Bunny is pretty ta- pretty talented in the ring, and like you can tell he's a fan, mm-hmm. too. He's not just like, it doing it for a paycheck or something. You can tell he's into it when he's doing it. That's right. really cool to see. But uh, right. hit me with your pick, dude. All right. Uh, pay-per-view of the year for me would have to be NXT Deadline. And yeah. I truly feel like one of the main reasons for it is because we got to see it live together. Um, yeah, that was really fun. In addition to that, like it was just such a fun time. Um, like All the matches were great, but just the experience of seeing it live like with my best buddy um, and just mm. being there for like my first like you know in person wrestling event like it, you just can't top that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I and I have this beautiful oh, 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 framed oh, poster uh, poster of it in the background here. So now I got got some some little wrestling stuff. That's even more in back special there. because uh, one of those matches didn't happen. That's right. Yes. Yeah. There was a replacement opponent for Dirty Dom. Yeah, uh, I I will forever look at Wesley and think, what if? What if? What if? <laughs> but yeah, oh, um, it was a great show, especially having the, you know, we talked about it a little, but the Iron Survivor um, challenge for the men and the mm-hmm. women's, um, just having like, you know, like a fun gimmick, a, a super, <laughs> super crazy, like something you don't see all the time. Um that was exciting. Having a freaking steel cage match, being able to see a, a steel cage lowered in, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, just feet and away from you. The steel cage gets its own entrance. Like, yeah, it that's was, fucking it was cool. <laughs> um, and also just you know being able to see sort of the behind the scenes um, technical side of kind of the production that goes into mm-hmm. yeah. putting on a show. Um, we freaking got to see CM Punk and Shawn Michaels come out and chat. <laughs> that was freaking awesome. Um, yeah, that was sick. Yeah, but easily just like feeling the energy of the crowd during the matches and seeing like the wrestlers like how high they're able to jump off the ropes, like like hearing the mat every time that they slam up against it. Um, you know, just like seeing them put like you know like 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 seeing like the people themselves putting like their whole energy into everything they're doing. Um, it just really elevated it. And, you know, I'm, I'm never going to forget that. It was such a fun yeah. night. Like I had a blast. That was a really good, a core memory. Uh, if you oh, know. easily, easily. And Dragon on versus Baron Corbin. Dude. It was, it was such a good, like kind of way to wrap it up too. I was talking to my friend Zach the other day. Um, and well, not the other day. It was like after we went to see this, uh, we were talking about how great Baron Corbin has been in this new NXT run that he's doing. Right. Because, like, main roster, kind of boring, kind of yeah. bland, and then he Didn't showed back up in him. NXT. I'm, I can't get enough of it. Like, yeah. Oh, man. He part of such a good job at, like, elevating people, too. Yeah. That's, I think that's the entire reason he's down there mm-hmm. is so he can elevate people to that spotlight. I really thought he was going to there's potential he could have taken the title off of Dragunov. Mm-hmm. But like, oh, that was such a good show. So yeah. much fun. Oh, so good. <laughs> so that, I think that'll lead us into the final thing that you wanted to discuss. Um, 
this isn't really words based, but our our wishes for yeah, our, our, our wishes and our resolutions, I guess for rest for twenty twenty four for twenty twenty four wrestling related. So I've I've got one wish and I've got one resolution, and my one resolution is that I want to go to another live show with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love that. We've been talking off screen about trying to get to Philly for Mania weekend. Mm-hmm. I was doing something do. like there's so much shows, so many shows out there. Like, I really think so great. we should look into the GCW collective. Mm-hmm. That'd be so fucking cool. That last. show is insane. It's yeah. like, it's like 15 fucking shows, dude. It's like three days. <laughs> I have no idea how they do it. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like a whole day event. Like one starts at three. There's another at six. There's one at nine. Mm-hmm. You know, that's wild. <laughs> God, we got it. We got to make something happen, dude. That'll be so yeah. cool. Um, that's, that's my, my resolution. resolution is to do more episodes of this podcast because it's so much fun. It and is. I really think we have something good going. Uh, and then uh, the second part of that is I need a laptop so I can record video. <laughs> I got to get a laptop. There you um, go. Uh, and then my uh, my big want for 2024. This is controversial. World title on Orange Cassidy. Ooh, okay. AEW world, world title, title on that man for my man, freshly squeezed. I think he could pull it off. God, he's, I'd, he's, I'd lose my shit. He's shown that he's had potential. Like I love that Samoa Joe is world champ for them right now, but like, give give my boy a chance. Mm-hmm. My boy Samoa. Uh, wow, Orange Cassidy. Oh, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Ooh, not starting the year off good. <laughs> My big wish, and I feel like this might be a sentiment that a lot of other people share, but I I don't care. I uh, I'll share it anyways. Is I want to see Roman drop the title. Hell yeah, buddy! I feel like it'll happen. Um, I couldn't tell you when. I have no idea to who. Um, I have my personal picks, but I just I I, I want to see someone beat him because I feel like the discussion about that is going to be, you know, just such a, a huge major kind of talking point. Yeah. Just because it's been so long since the title has, has changed. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion. We're probably going to get Cody Roman two at WrestleMania. Mm, you think? But uh, I've been, I've been seeing rumors, mm-hmm. big, big rumor. CM Punk Rumor. is winning the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And he's probably going to challenge Seth at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And that would That's leave like, Cody open to go against... To fight Roman. Roman. Yeah. But I think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Day one Raw was last night. Ooh. Did you hear who returned? I did not. You know how they were advertising that a former WWE champion would be appearing on day one? Yes. So they get to that segment. Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion, comes out. Yo. And he's like, I'm him. I'm the former champion. He's talking. <laughs> he's talking. And then it hits. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson returns. And he looks Jinder Mahal dead in the eyes. And he said, if you were one of Dwayne Johnson's movies, you'd be Baywatch. And then... <laughs> He beats him up. Oh my uh, gosh! Rock dropped a little <laughs> little tidbit 
Mm-hmm. He's coming for the head of the table. Yo. The Rock versus Roman? That'd be kind of crazy. That could be at WrestleMania. And if it's not WrestleMania, I think it's going to happen at Elimination Chamber in Australia. Ooh, okay. Because, like, if, if it's a show in a foreign country, mm-hmm. and it's like, those are the shows where they put the big draws. Like, that's where they did the Bad Bunny, Damian Priest. That's where they did Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio. Right. Rock versus Roman could be great for Elimination Chamber. Be well talked about. Get a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, I I have this theory that maybe at Royal Rumble they tried to do a like simultaneous finish and have Cody and CM Punk win at the same time. And then oh. it could either be a triple threat or they both get a mania title. Yeah. That'd be I, cool. I really enjoy triple threat matches. I feel like it's a very underutilized and we might have talked about this too, like just kind of the like there's no disqualifications, right? Yeah. And you can you know you can have the champion like not even involved at all with the finish. The decision. Right. So I, I was feel like it's literally very... having that conversation with this guy I work with, uh, Nick, and we were talking about how Punk versus Seth at WrestleMania, what if Damien Priest cashes in during the match and Ooh. makes it a triple threat like Ooh. Seth did a few years ago when he won the WWE title? Yo, that's a good theory. So that way, they don't want to make Seth look bad. Punk could pin Damien to win the title, or if they don't want to take momentum off of Punk, Seth could pin Damien, you know? Yeah. But then that's kind of sucky because Damien Priest loses his money in the bank. Loses his contract, yeah. Yeah. All right, interesting. Lots of predictions here. We'll have to see yeah, if any of them are right. That's a team. <laughs> now, here's the issue. We can't do a WrestleMania special if we are at GCW and not watching WrestleMania. But we'll That's figure it true. Out. That's Dude, a problem for a future. Us. The hotel room. Easy peasy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh my god! It Pull an all nighter. All weekender. All weekender. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we got to make something happen, dude. I I, I think do we will. down. Yeah. I feel it in my in my bones. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna start announcing stuff soon, so I'll keep an eye out. Hell yeah! They'll at least announce like what the shows are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they're gonna do a big gay brunch. They gotta do a big gay brunch. I would. I'd probably want to go to that one the most. That sounds like a ton of fun. Last year, the main event of big gay brunch was a war gays match. <laughs> it was. Um, oh, I love that. It was Thrissy, so Fe, Alley Catch, and Dark Sheik mm. versus Charles Mason and his mercenaries. I think it ended up being Mason. Pero and Billy Dixon, mm-hmm. who is who's a Billy Dixon is a LGBTQ wrestler, mm-hmm. and he ended up turning on Mason to uh, help Thrussy win the war games or the war gays. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> that's, it's just a that's, pun name. There was no cage or anything. It's just a big that's true allyship name. right there. Yeah, dude. Last year that big gay brunch kicked off, and the ring announcer was like, "This is the big gay brunch." This one is for the homos. Like, yes, I love this. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out, dude. It's going to be a good 2024 for 
a podcast for us as friends and just for wrestling. I'm feeling it's gonna, it, dude. It's going to be cool. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Are you feeling it now, Mr. Chris? Oh, you betcha. I speak about me, boy. <laughs> hey, all you out there in Slamtown, We appreciate all of you. We appreciate you listening. And uh, on behalf of me and Tim, we hope you have a slamtastic new year. Thank you for your support. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to doing more in 2024 for you. Hell yeah, dude. Take care. Brush your hair. Ooh, that's sick. Yeah, I took that from TikTok. Don't tell TikTok. Take care. Brush your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Brush your hair. (laughs) I love you. Good night. (laughs) We'll be seeing you guys again in the next episode real soon.